listening to the Sermons Podcast for Ottawa Baptist Church. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this week's message. Right now, we are in a very important time of year. It is the National Football League playoffs. And for those of you that understand the National Football League, that is, uh, that is American football. And so I've kind of been watching the games online uh, when I had the chance, and, and last week I was watching the game, and they have these different camera angles, and you, you, it kind of gives you a glimpse of what life is like when you're playing on the field, and it's very intimidating. And I sat back, and I was, I was watching the quarterbacks play, and for those of you that aren't familiar with American football, uh, the quarterback is the person who often will throw the ball, or he will hand it, hand it off. He is the one who pretty much touches the football every single play. The entire offense runs through him. And as I was thinking about the game, I thought, this must be the most difficult position to play in all of team sports. Leading up to the playoffs, there are people, there are teams who have their quarterbacks get hurt and their season's pretty much over. It's done. It's done. And so think about this quarterback position here for a moment. Here is this person, usually average size, very uh, average size, very, very gifted, very skilled in what he does. And he's looking across the field, and there are 11 people who earn a lot of money to put him in the ground. Every single play. So you're lined up against 11 defenders. And not only that, some of these defenders are up to 2 meters tall and 130 kilos. And they have some attitude. And they are coming after you, wanting to rip you limb from limb. And here's the quarterback. And, And as if that wasn't bad enough, the opposing team has an entire defensive coaching staff that has been watching the quarterback play all season and has come up with a defensive scheme just to oppose and make sure the quarterback is nullified during the game. Again, probably the most difficult position to play in team sports. Without question, the quarterback is the most valuable person on the field. Now, every team has a quarterback, and so the coaches know if you have a good quarterback and he is valuable, we're going to do whatever we can to protect that quarterback. So what do the teams do? They go find defenders who are also very big, two meters tall, sometimes bigger, 130, 140 kilos, to sit there and protect during the game all of the defenders. And their job is to make sure... Nothing touches that valuable quarterback. Sometimes they succeed, sometimes they fail. And if you are a big person who is athletic and is skilled, you can make a lot of money protecting what is valuable on that football team. Without question, the quarterback is valuable. And you protect what is valuable at all costs. I was thinking about the lives that we live. How many of you know we live protected lives? If you go out, maybe you buy the latest uh, mobile phone. What do you also buy when you buy that mobile phone? You buy a case, right? You're going to protect that mobile phone. Now, if you buy, if you have like a little flip phone, you're old school, hey, no judgment here. But chances are you're probably not going to have a case or you're not going to purchase damage protection when it comes to that mobile phone because it's not as valuable as maybe something that's brand new. If you go to Noah Leeming and, and you want to buy a new gaming system or maybe a souped-up laptop, if you go to the counter and they say, hey, would you, like to, would you like to buy damage insurance or protection for this? 
More than likely, you're going to say, absolutely. Why? Because that, uh, that, that, that machine, that, that kind of electronics, that, that mobile phone, that, that laptop, is so, so valuable. We live protected lives. Think of all the insurances that we have. Life insurance, health insurance, contents insurance, home insurance, every type of insurance that you can imagine. Because we live protected lives and we have this desire to protect what is valuable and what is important in our lives. And the level of protection is based on the value of what's being protected. In Matthew 26, what we just saw in video was a passage in Matthew 26, and Jesus is about to walk a road of incredible suffering. In just a few moments, he is going to experience unimaginable pain and suffering. And what is he doing? He doesn't go and try to preach one last sermon. He doesn't go and try to heal one last person. What is he doing? He is there spending time with the Father in those final, final moments. Why is he doing that? It's the most valuable thing that he has in his life. It is the most important thing to Jesus. We can look at the Gospels and see some of the big moments in Jesus' life, and it can be argued that every single moment of Jesus' life is, in fact, a big moment. But we look at these moments where he's about to launch ministry, and where do we find him? In the wilderness, praying, fasting. Jesus is about to select his disciples. Where do we find him? We find him deep in prayer in that mo- before that moment where he selects disciples. And now, before the road of suffering that he will walk, where do we find him? Again, calling out to the Father. But Jesus didn't pray just before the big moments. Luke 5 tells us that Jesus often withdrew to lonely and to isolated places, to go and to pray and to spend time with the Father. Throughout Jesus' life, he protected his prayer life. He protected what was valuable. He protected the relationship with the Father. Because his own declaration was, I only do what I see the Father doing. I'm only empowered by the Spirit through the Father. This is the most valuable relationship that I have. And Luke 5 tells us that it was often Jesus went to spend time in prayer. We go back and we see the course of Jesus' life. I don't know if there was a more busier person in history. Jesus, would you come heal my daughter? Jesus, will you come heal my servant? Jesus, could, could, could you deliver that message just one more time? Can you, can you come to my town? Can you go to this place and that place? Can you come to the temple and preach? Can you, can you heal the leper? Can you raise the dead? Can you? And yet, even among that, Luke 5 tells us, Jesus often withdrew. He protected his prayer life. We go back into Gethsemane, and there is Jesus. He leads his disciples into this place and tells them, Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. Something very interesting there. Watch and pray, not just so that you can support me, not only so that I can receive strength through your prayers. No, spend time with the Father as I'm spending time with him because I don't want you to fall into this thing called temptation. Because when you see what they're about to do to me, you will be tempted to run. When you see the path of suffering 
that is the will of the Lord, you will be tempted to abandon me. You will be tempted to lose your commitment that you have displayed over these last three years. Watch, pray that you will not fall to temptation. And Jesus leaves them in that place. And he goes and he cries out to the Father and he says, Father, if there is any other way that your plan can be fulfilled without this road of suffering, then God, please allow it. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then leaving and going to the disciples and, and saying, guys, wait, wake up. I need, I need you to pray. I need you to pray, not for my sake, but for your sake. Don't fall into temptation. And he goes away and he begins to cry out the same thing. Imagine the temptation that just as Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness, is he not facing some form of temptation? And yet in that moment, he's calling out to the Father. If there is any way, but if there is not, so be it. Not your will, or not my will, but your will be done. And this back and forth, and back and forth. And what do we see, the final outcome? Jesus is there in the garden, and here comes the betrayer. Here comes the temple guard. And Jesus stepped forward in strength and boldness and resolve. And the disciples, Matthew chapter 26, verse 55, what happened? They fled. They abandon their master. And so the one, Jesus Christ, who protected his relationship with the Father, walked in the will and in the ways of the Lord, his God. And the ones who slept, who did not protect the prayer life that is so vital, they ran in fear and distress. Through protection of what was valuable, Jesus obediently walked the road of suffering. And the disciples fled. The most valuable thing that we have in our lives as believers is our relationship with God. Hands down. Hands down. And if you were to go and ask believers, what is the most important thing in your life? They, if they're married, they might say, my, my family. If they have kids, maybe my kids or or. They're going to say, oh, my relationship with God. And it's something that we talk about, but is it something that we truly believe? Is it something that we value? Do we have an attitude that my time with him is untouchable? And we ask, are we protecting the thing that is most valuable in our lives? Our time with the Father. It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to live it. Do we have those protective measures in place to guard ourselves? Jesus' words to his disciples are clear. Watch, pray, remain grounded so that you will not be uh, tempted. You will not fall into temptation. And sometimes we think about the temptation of like these big sins, these lusts of the flesh or covetousness. What about the other forms of temptation that sometimes we don't think about? The temptation just to go about my own way, doing what I want every single day of my life. What about the temptation to live and move and breathe in my own power and my own strength while neglecting the strength that comes from living a life of being one with the Father through the power of the Spirit? What about the temptation to just live life, get busy and slowly start 
to drift away. The temptation of not growing because, man, life is just busy. So much to do. So much to achieve. So much is riding on me and my activity and what I do. Watch and pray so that you won't fall into temptation. This relationship that we have with the Father is so vital. The cost, the price that was paid so that we could come before God and not be condemned, but to call out and say, yes, my Father. The price that was paid in Christ Jesus for us to have the privilege to say those words, God is my Father. Jesus is my master. He is my savior. During this time of year, we think about the, all that we have to accomplish this year. We think about some of the goals that we have. If you're finishing up university, you're probably imagining, you know, I'm going to finish strong this year with these courses. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plan this. I'm going to plan that. If you're moving into a new school year, you're anticipating, hey, what's this teacher going to be like? Hey, I have some goals laid out for me. This is what I'd like to accomplish this year. Vocationally, you're thinking, hey, I'm really going to go for that big promotion this year. Or maybe you have some, some fitness or some, some weight loss goals or something related to your health. And we say, that, yeah, these are the goals that I have. Those are all fine. Those are all fine. But how many of our goals are related to our spiritual life? The most important thing that we have. What if instead of maybe focusing only on the goals and the things that we will accomplish, what if we just spent some time thinking, in 2024, this is what I'm going to protect. And I'm going to protect the most important and invaluable thing that I have in my life, my relationship with God. I'm going to protect it. How might we do that? Maybe it's during the weekdays, you have an established time where I know that I'm actually going to get to bed early so that I could wake up in the morning and I could get that time with the Lord and I could say, Father, this morning I said I would be an instrument in your hands. I pray that I would know you. I would glorify you in everything that I do. And we say, at the end of the night, this is, this is a time for me to rest so that in the morning I can spend time with the one who is most valuable in my life. Maybe that's a protective measure for you. Maybe, maybe you need to have in your house a 7 p.m. blackout zone where all technology and Wi-Fi is cut out. And you say, at 7 o'clock during the weekday, it's not going to happen anymore. Why? This is a protective measure because I want to spend time with the Lord, my God, so that I might know him and he might know me and I might be filled and strengthened by the power of his great hand. Maybe it's a set time where at 6 p.m., you hit that Spotify worship playlist and the house just fills with worship music and everybody hears it and they know now is the time to spend time with the Lord. Here is the time that we have set aside to, to focus on the most valuable relationship that we have. Or maybe it's calling a brother and sister in the faith and saying, hey, can, can we study and can we read together? And every other day, can I, can I just call you to say, hey, I was just reading out of John chapter 3 and this, this really struck me and it's it's powerful and God's been speaking to me through this passage how's God been speaking to you and as brothers and sisters in the faith you you grow together and you have some accountability there and this is the safeguard that you put in place because in 2024 I will protect what I know is most valuable in my life
I'll ask Athel to come and just join me on stage. Athel, if you could just play behind me. I understand that life happens. I understand that in the morning you planned to wake up early and you slept right through that alarm clock. And now you're scrambling around to make school lunches for the kids. And it's hectic. You're going. You're moving fast. And you get them out of the door. And then all of a sudden you're, you're, you're trying to get ready and you forgot about an early morning meeting. And now you're racing down to the office and you're trying to just get there to be on time. And you're like, that morning didn't go as I thought it was. It, it didn't go as planned. And then you're surprised by an evening meeting or, or something comes up and you go, and, and by the end of it, you lay in your bed at night and go, that was not what I was expecting. Father, my aim was to spend time with you and it just didn't happen. You, brothers and sisters, are not to experience condemnation in those moments. Please hear me. But I will say that. Do not make those irregular patterns the norm. In your life when those moments happen God's mercy is renewed every morning and the next day that I get up and I get up with excitement I don't get up with condemnation but I get up with excitement to say father this is the day that you have made and I will rejoice and I will grow and I'm here to learn to be shaped to be molded as I call upon your name as I read your word as I lift my hands in worship Saints, this is the year to understand the power of the most valuable relationship we have and to protect it at all costs. What I want to do right now, we have maybe just three or four minutes. We're going to wrap up this series and next week we'll be on to something else. But maybe you're here in a place and you're saying, you know what? I need to, I need to put in some protective measures. And we sit here as Athel plays, and maybe you just sit and pray, Father, allow this to be a new year for me. I pray that this would be a year where my spiritual life would be marked by your activity and my faithfulness as I come to you. Maybe you're in a place where you're saying, hey, actually, I need to do some, I need to repent because I have some things that are going on. It's, it's time for me to repent. I encourage you to do that this morning. Why wait? Why delay? You have a loving Father who has made provision for you, for you to cast your cares upon Him, for you to cast that sin, to, to walk in repentance and to come to Him, and He will restore you and give you life. Maybe you're here today and it, it's just, I really need some strength because there, there are some challenges that I'm going to be facing and, and I know what the road ahead looks like and I need God. I need Him. I need his presence in my life to be real more and more because of the things that I know that I will face this year. For just a few moments, two or three minutes, let us sit before him, let us wait before him as Athel plays, and let us call upon him, and let us start protecting what is most valuable in our life. Thanks for checking out our sermons podcast today. For more information on Ottawa Baptist Church, please visit our website at www.ottawabaptist.com.